to Nerds on Film with Roxy Noberry, Sean Moriarty, Gina Giovanetti, and Brian Moriarty. <laughs> ready? Steady! Ready! Steady! Ready! Okay. <laughs> oh my god. I think smart. Sean is on. You guys, I so freaking love Christmas booze. Yes, I've oh, made just, the glue. Oh, the glue returns, the ladies and gentlemen. It's just Christmas booze, Roxy. It's not like you're fucking boofing Alizé every other day. <laughs> the glue has the glue has sailed in from it's, Scandinavia. It's the glue to electric googaloo. It is lovely this year. Um, the so, glue-ing. guys, it is early December or late. Late? No, it's early December. Yeah, oh, I'm trying to figure out when this drops. We have it, survived Thanksgiving with our families. Oh. We've imbibed turkey. And, oh, you don't imbibe turkey. You've imbibed and had turkey. Mm. And uh, so I made some glug to get us into Christmas cheer. Oh, I'm cheerful. This is my first experience with glug. And let me tell you, my God, this is amazing. Gina, this is your first Nerdonomy glug. Um, this is like I a know. rite of passage. You, you broke my You're glug cherry. You're drinking those fancy cups. Are those, are those plastic? Are those paper? <gasps> Gina, we should have brought our cups. mugs you got I know. years back. Remember the but Gina, Trotus oh, yeah. mugs? Gina, as we all know, everybody's first time is very special, mm-hmm. and so we're glad that this was special for you as well. Yeah. Mine mm-hmm. was not. I don't remember it. <laughs> because he's never had my glue yet. Well, no, that's not true. You had... Oh, no, you I was, I was at a party at Kevin Spacey's no, house. No, Sean. Sean, wow. <laughs> Jesus. Cheers. Okay. Um, this is not our Christmas episode. We're just getting kind of Brian in the mood. does not compute. It aren't you? Aren't you always in the mood for Christmas? You are though? always. I am always in the mood. I. I'm pretty sure if I could, I would wear tinsel. <laughs> if Brian was year a superhero, round. he'd be Christmas man. Christmas man. <laughs> Fucking Turbo Man from Jingle All the Way. <laughs> <laughs> Turbo Man. <laughs> Jingle All the Way is my favorite. That's Christmas actually movie. <laughs> not a terrible idea. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. When um, uh, do you remember that scene <laughs> when um, Arnold and Sinbad get into the fight? <laughs> Over the whole goddamn movie. I always, remember, the whole movie? <laughs> I always remember the whole thing where he's running because he knows the name of the ape ranger. Dasha dancer prince of fixin Thomas Cupid Donna Blitzen, and he's just repeating it over and over again as he's as he's running. My, I think my favorite part of that is when he tries to call his wife on the payphone, which you don't see payphones much anymore. But Phil Hartman answers, and he's like eating the Christmas cookies that Arnold's wife has made. Yeah, and he's just like, no, put the cookie down. <laughs> it's just like. And you know the saddest part of that movie? Phil Hartman? Oh. Oh, Oh, I went there. I'm sorry. He became a creeper. He became a total creeper. Um, Lovely wife, though. Lovely wife. No, no, no. Not really like Phil Hartman's wife. I was talking about Jake Lloyd, but okay. No. What about Jake Lloyd? Just He was the saddest part of that movie. Why? I don't remember him. That was was the highlight of his career. Anakin. He, the, the movie he oh, followed the up. Kid. Oh, Yes, Jake Lloyd. Yes, Stay with us, Roxy. Asked, uh, this is only, you've only had like half a cup of glue. Slow down. And only you would remember the names of child actors. No, but, no, because oh. literally a, wow, Hayden Christensen <laughs> blames Jake Lloyd for setting a terrible precedent. Roxy, Roxy. <laughs> I'm like, Jake, he was five. No. What Brian the hell are you knows, insinuating? Brian happens to know all the names of childhood actors and voice actors. Just It's one of the weird little Wikipedia things in your brain that you happen to know about that always off-puts me to no end. Like, I just, I don't know how you freaking do it, you little encyclopedia brain. I lock myself it's in just, a room. <laughs> and I and masturbate he knows furiously. He, he, he knows <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> no, I lock... <laughs> Jesus Christ. You are... It's Lord! <laughs> I... 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 <laughs> I am so grateful that 
I just hope I don't end up across the table from Roxy as her being like a psychological evaluator because I would be fucked if that's the case. She would just be too distracted you, by Ray. your newfound beard. <laughs> oh my god, your beard set me off. Christmas is canceled because <laughs> your beard is too overwhelming. I came too early. Um, yeah. Seriously, you guys, I know this is a, not a visual podcast. <laughs> a visual podcast would be I a grew TV a beard because I took a part in a play that requires me to grow he a beard. He has the biggest beard. I, in all the years I've known you, Brian Moriarty, I am overwhelmed. What the fuck are you talking about? He's got like shadow on his face. It's not like it's, it's not like a fucking <laughs> Grizzly Adams but beard. Literally, though, like, no, the beard the the beard on his chest has traveled to his face. It's just it's <laughs> for for only not shaving for a week. It's pretty thick for not shaving. That's for a week. week. Yeah, I take back what I said. Holy shit! Yeah, my ours grows in fast, just like our butthole hairs. <laughs> yeah, because you guys hairs are what, like Irish Italian or what? I'm sorry. Are you Parts. guys, you guys are Irish Italian, right? We're Euro much. Whoa, fuck yeah. you! Mm-hmm. No, we're not Italian. I thought you How were dare Italian. you? I'm no sorry. Offense, do you Gina. do you have a problem with my people? Do, do you have a problem? With do you have a problem with my people? <laughs> no, Sean. That was just a perfectly timed. All I'm joke. saying is, we both moved into New York in droves at the same time, mm-hmm. and some of my ancestors and some of your ancestors, they like to get all fisty in the fi- well. <laughs> I mean, fighting. I don't. Fisty. I was gonna say I don't. I don't but know if modern, I want that visual. <laughs> but we're modern Irish Americans, so like. Our, like any You're modern right. Irishman, our favorite food is Italian because uh-huh. you know, from, especially if we're from the East Coast. Oh um, yeah, because their food has flavor. <laughs> yeah, and you have yeah. to carb load because all <laughs> you have to eat that's is potatoes. That's why there's that's why there's so many Italian dudes named Tony in New York because when they all came through Ellis Island, they all had two NY written on their passport, and they were like, "Oh, this guy's Tony. This guy's Tony. That guy's Tony. All these fucking Italian guys named Tony going to fucking New York." Gina. That That's actually amazing. a really funny joke. Yeah. Damn, girl. Okay, so I let's think get it's on partially topic, true, like John, like John Philip Sousa. We've oh got God. a, we have got a double feature for you today, ladies and gentlemen. Double feature. A superhero double feature. Oh my God, we are so full of it today, you guys. And we are. We, uh, we are full of, of glue, and we are full of shit. We are full good. I'm we only f- full of weed. I'm full of the weed. Um, yeah, no, we. Oh my God, we have so much to talk about, you guys. I'm so first, so glad. just to make sure it's uh, on, it's very clear. Uh, we will be talking about Justice League and, <laughs> and Thor program. Ragnarok and Thor Ragnarok. Oh, Brian, always with the totally natural and genuine. You're intros. listening to the only superhero decorating show on <laughs> National Public Radio, Capes and Drapes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god dude oh you know what we should do we should make some sweaty balls do you yeah. look like alec baldwin in the sweaty oh ball my god. <laughs> today no one can resist my sweaty balls today on capes and drapes we will be discussing <laughs> justice league and we we want to discuss the subtle nuances of yeah, just every every <laughs> action-packed minute, oh, yeah, and we will also be every talking about how you can, how you can shorten your drapes that are Wonder Woman themed. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> yes. Fuck you, all of you. <laughs> you 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 too can learn how to make your drapes and tablecloths as short as Wonder Woman's skirt in the Justice League mm-hmm. film, yeah. <laughs> which you and I will talk at length about. Indeed, we will, Roxy. Yes, we will. Get it yes, at when length. The, when the weather gets bleak. Show more cheek. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Nerds on Film. I'm Brian Moriarty. I'm Roxy Noberry. I'm Gina Giovanetti. And I'm Sean Moriarty. (laughs) Oh, my God. Show more cheek. That could not be more true. Oh, my God. God, Oh, my God. She just jumps down and then whoosh. 
There's a, there's a breeze. There's a magical And bouquet. I was fucking way okay with it because I was like, yes, thank you. <laughs> Patty Jenkins, you know, no, you can't. Not In her own movie, we can't get those shots in there. But I like to think that you need to see these guys jumping up a level, and it just so happens an unfortunate angle happened where I have spank bank material. <laughs> it just mm. so happens that one of the first scenes of Wonder Woman in the fucking movie is an upskirt scene. Yeah. Where you're literally looking at her, like, pubis. So, yeah, well. So <laughs> I'm like, like, hello. She <laughs> waxed really well. Mm. Like you do. So um so let's so let's like you do, <laughs> as one does. As one does when they are in Amazonian. Brian, Brian, we are such werewolves. Wax is like our silver bullet. I got my back waxed a couple times. Every time I go to a beach town, my wife's like, "You should get your back waxed," and I'm like, "Okay." And it's always the most painful thing I've ever. Had well, the done, reason why after I've had like four shots before I go there. Okay, Aww. so and the reason why is because if you let the the root grow back fully and like dig deeper into your skin so every time you you pull it out after months and months Jesus. it's just like well, oh my god you have to do it more regularly for it to not hurt as much well th- thank you Sounds Francine like, I will make sure yeah. to take your amateurs <laughs> advice amateurs. thank you for so that, speaking of pain I didn't actually have that much watching this movie <laughs> me neither Justice League was like was pretty good. It was damn good. I would ten out of ten would see it again. Yeah, it was being me the ten. It was it was fun. Um, I will say I was a little bit worried. I'd seen several reviews of it that were seemed fairly harsh, and I think I feel like it it has just kind of become the thing pop culturally to kind of be like oh Marvel and then kind of shit on the DC films and so I think or on Zack Snyder. But I feel like uh, like I feel like with this one. People were extra harsh because they were like, okay, maybe this is going to be the good one. So they went into it with such a critical eye. And so I was expecting, you know, definitely more of a dumpster fire. Uh, but yeah. it, it wasn't. It was a lot of fun. It I enjoyed it. Fun. The it, pacing it, was awesome. To me, that was kind of sad, too, because we went into Wonder Woman obviously wanting to, to, to succeed. And it delivered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think because of that in comparison, they're like, well, Justice League's not going to... No, I mean, it's Zack Snyder. No, it's... But that's also, I think, why they included so much of the Wonder Woman lore. Absolutely. they're obviously building off of that. Um, I I, I did see, I think, one of the principal um, critiques that I saw in a lot of the reviews was regarding the editing of the film. The editing was... Yeah. I I will agree with that. Yeah, what do you think about... Well, let's start with the positive, I would say, first, and then we'll get to what we didn't like. Yeah. I mean, Gina, when you when you think about that critique, would you say that that's like the one major critique then? Or? Um, I would say that, but then I also have a lot of you know feminist killjoy critique as yeah, well. But yeah. we'll get to that later. Oh, we. Will. I agree with you. Oh, we <laughs> yes. will. So let's start with opening statements. Mm-hmm. So let's start with um, let's just start with what was it? What were the all the elements that you strongly were connected to with? I watching really the liked movie? the font of the opening credits. <laughs> what? And the flag. And the flag. And the bees. Not the bees! Wait, what? What are we talking about? <laughs> oh my god, Roxy. <laughs> I love Gloog. How'd it get burned? How'd it get burned? How'd it get burned? <laughs> oh my god. No, Brian said opening statements. And an opening statement in a movie is the opening credits. <laughs> god damn it, Roxy. <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna cut Roxy off. <laughs> Jesus. Fuck all of you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love it. I am so sorry, everybody. Okay, no, okay, so okay. I, I, my one complaint was probably the... Yeah, but no, positive, Brian... Positive. Not complaints, fuckstick! Your <sighs> favorite shit! <laughs> okay, we'll come back to you. Intro to Wonder Woman. 
Okay, let's let's just okay. So I you, also have a complaint about that. Fuck. Okay, so you like the intro of Wonder Woman? Okay, <laughs> no, I, I didn't. Agree. So, okay, so let's okay. So why don't we start with Gina? <laughs> this I, is turning into a. Train I, wreck I am quickly. I am one one cup of glue in, but I think I can still hold it together. Um, so I'm actually going to start my review with a uh, review from my mother who <gasps> yes! does not know terribly much about comics, but she enjoys a, a fair movie um i ended up going to a show two hours after her and my dad so i was going in as she was as they were getting out and the review that she texted me (laughs) and i quote straight from my phone mama g says this is this is what my mom's review of this was was "Mm, yummy male specimens in this movie (laughs) and then i was like um okay and then there's an ellipsis and as though it's an afterthought just state of the end credits <laughs> and that that is uh that is mama gina's oh, review mama of gina. justice league um <sighs> okay actual gina uh very much i i enjoyed it um again i do have fair critiques that will come later but i i do think i enjoyed it um i i did like the introduction of flash and cyborg um i do think cyborg was a little broody for me but like i get it you saw you also saw character development he wasn't just obnoxiously broody the whole time um i did like ezra miller as flash because also like you could cut diamonds on ezra miller's cheekbones my god um and I think he he was a lot of fun as the Flash. Um, I had some issue with some of his dialogue, uh, some of his jokes, and kind yeah. of the the constant chatterboxy did feel a little bit shoehorned in. Um, what does that mean? Shoehorned in, just kind of it, it it just seemed kind of like forced in. Like mm. I watching this, I did get the feeling that Zack Snyder had done like. 85 to 95 percent 80 like i would say 85 to 90 percent of the work Mm. and then i feel like joss whedon came in to you know finish it up because Zack snyder did have to step down due to family issues and things um what i what i feel like is it is very apparent that joss whedon took over and was very much trying to add his touch sometimes a little bit forcibly into what was ultimately a Zack Snyder project. Mm. So I did feel Mm -hmm. that there was a disconnect there. I have a comment on that, but I'll save that for when I get on. Yeah, Yeah, I have, like I said, I have other criticisms and critiques later, but overall... I, I think I went into it with a little bit of a low expectation. And the thing is, I also went into this, uh, for lack of a better term, I went into this a little bit blind mm-hmm. because I had not seen Man of Steel. I had not seen Batman versus Superman. I hadn't seen Suicide Squad. I hadn't mm-hmm. seen like a DC movie for a fair amount of time. So this was also my first exposure to Henry Cavill as Superman and Ben Affleck as Batman. Um, ben Affleck, not a horrible Batman. I don't like the suit. Um, but I'm like Henry Cavill, like all right, Superman, but I also, as a person, am not huge on the portrayals of Superman in general. Um, but that's also just a, a personal choice just because I feel like he's too powerful to be interesting sometimes. Mm, well said, girl. Damn. My yeah. turn. Yes, go Sean. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen of the supposed jury. <laughs> I like to start out with saying that 
uh, of all of you, I was I was less giddy about this. Being a like a hardcore DC fan, I feel like Batman versus Superman is actually a better movie than the Justice League no. because it takes more risks and tries to be its own thing and sticks to what they had established with uh, Man of Steel. And this one felt super rushed. I liked a lot of elements of it. There was iconic imagery. The fighting was cool. I felt like they 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 cut out thirty to forty five minutes that they could have left in, maybe fifteen or twenty at the very least. Um, but overall, I enjoyed it. I want to see it again. But um, Gina, I wish you had seen Batman versus Superman because even if you hated it, you would have seen that Bat that uh, Ben Affleck's actually a fucking awesome Batman. And I actually like the suit. I'm gonna have to to counter your uh, point on that. I think the suit is super cool because of the way that he's kind of this. The, what do what they call it? The fat bat, the fat <laughs> bat symbol, and a thicker Batman. He's less slender, and I kind of like that square, brooding, fucking intense looking Batman. More, Henry more Cable, realistic, yeah. As Superman, I feel like uh, they. <laughs> Spoilers ahead. I felt like they could have kept him dead just a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt like he was underutilized in the movie. Although I feel like a lot of people were underutilized in the movie. Like Aquaman, I felt like it was very, very like, yeah. all right, mm-hmm. we'll do like a couple scenes with him and only one in Atlantis. And I was like, oh, the fucking one of the coolest scenes that really makes this series different than Marvel is we've never seen anything underwater as right. fucking dope mm-hmm. as that scene with them underwater and how yeah. cool it was seeing the movement. Um, I also, uh, I, I like, I liked that they didn't shy away from the way that they had to do things because by, uh, how do I say this without sounding shitty? <laughs> Good luck. I don't mind. I don't mind how they had the cubes <laughs> and, uh, and the flying Chitari. <laughs> I mean, sorry, parademons. <laughs> Chitari. Yes. I enjoyed a lot of the movie, but I still feel like Batman versus Superman took more risks and was trying to be its own thing. And I had an analogy with a friend that I was like, Marvel, and this is no dig on Marvel. Marvel is like a really, really good chain restaurant, like the like the uh, the Cheesecake Factory. You know that when you're going there, you're going to always get what you want, okay? You're going to be able to get the ranch that you want. You're going to be able to get A1 sauce for your steak, and they're going to make you happy. Now, DC is kind of like that hipster restaurant you go to and you're like and it's not always for everybody the people that dig it really dig it the people that don't are just they want their fucking a1 sauce and their ranch they don't want to try your special aioli (laughs) you know (laughs) i knew you're gonna say that shit um let me jump in here if that's okay sean are you done is there more you want to say are you done yeah there's one more thing i wanted to say go ahead the one more thing i wanted to say is thank you for the time brian go right ahead okay (laughs) the jury okay so You guys know me, and you guys know that I've been waiting for years for a Justice League movie to happen, Mm. okay? And the way I kind of feel about this movie, as far as the development of all the characters, I feel kind of on par with it's the same level of development from the first X-Men movie, because they have a bunch of characters they had to introduce, and like very little time to to tell you their backgrounds, Um, and so you have to kind of learn very quickly who these people are. Um, What did I like? I, first off... When Wonder Woman is trying to stop the uh, the, the terrorist attack, by the way, spoilers, there's going to be, everything's going to be spoiled about this movie. When she's trying to ta- uh, do the terrorist episode, attack, yeah. two things I enjoyed. One, we've never seen Wonder Woman go up against like a machine gun before. Mm-hmm. And to see her use her speed to and her bracelets oh, to like, to, to deflect all the bullets yeah. was awesome. <laughs> 
Also hearing Danny Elfman's take on the Wonder Woman theme, the Wonder Woman theme in the Patty Jenkins movie um, was a little more like badass because it was more metally with the, with the guitar. But hearing, but hearing the horn section do it with yeah. Elfman's orchestra made her sound more heroic. Totally. And I thought that was really, really an interesting choice. Um, going on, like, I loved that Batman got to be Batman for the first time. I love that there's the, the, the guy on the, the, the roof. Well, what do you mean who, for the first time? Here's what I mean by that. In, in the comic books, they don't show that Batman is calculating and they don't show that Batman is a detective. Oh. So in this one, you see Batman is waiting for a bad guy oh. so he can snare him. So he's using him as bait. That is such a Batman thing to do because mm, okay. he's trying to bait one of the parademons. And that is just, that's just, that's, that is quintessential Dark Knight, Dark Detective Batman. Nice. Um, so that was awesome. Uh, I just love these quick little things you get to see of people kind of coming together um, and that Bruce is like, he's been on, he's been tracking the parademons. It's, yeah. It was, that was very much, to me, it felt like this is closer to the comic book Batman than we've ever gotten wow. from the character's perspective. Some people will argue that Keaton was a better Batman because of his, the way he portrayed the character, uh-huh. but seeing the psychology uh-huh. and the tactics that he was playing, I thought was stronger. Um, stronger than Christian Bale? Because uh, Christian Bale's psychology. Christian Bale was, was never really the detective, though. Yeah, but he, the psychology of the character was really more developed. Yeah, but at the same time, I think this one felt a little more. Here's the thing. A good combo of both. Yeah, good combo of both. Because I think he played. I think Bale's was. I mean, every Batman has their strengths to him, but I think Bale's portrayal of Batman is too Freudian. It's a little too. It's a little too. Someone give me a hug. Yeah, um, I see that. And Brian, like Brian, I think what Brian's also trying to say is this is one of the rare glimpses of the true detective Batman that we get to see because, for the rest of the movie and for other things, Batman is preoccupied with such bigger things than the day to day. What like we would? It would be great if we could have a Batman show that was just like a fucking police procedural yeah. detective show about Batman, where it's the same shit. You know, the third guy that they interview is going to be the bad guy, like fucking <laughs> order. It's not just another Batman versus the Joker, versus right? Exactly. The world. CSI yeah, because Gotham Batman City. gets his, CSI Gotham City. Yeah, yeah because Batman that. takes in as many thugs as he does right. supervillains. Day in the life. We come in on a day in the life almost. Exactly. Yeah. So it's not always the Penguin or the Riddler or whatever. But right. um, so moving on. Two, it was beginning to get in t- deeper into the plot and you figure out, okay, there's some other boxes coming to her. And that they've been there. We see almost like the ancient Justice League mm. where we see an old Green Lantern who, by the way, I couldn't figure out who it was. I think it was just a random I fucking knew ancient it. Green Lantern. Mm. Seeing Zeus as like a young Zeus with throwing lightning bolts is like, I didn't that know That was not out. Zeus, dick cheese. Oh, it wasn't? Shit. Who was it? No, I thought that was a precursor to someone who had the Shazam power. Uh, oh, I think it was just Zeus. Because remember, Sean... One of the powers. It of didn't sh- look like Zeus from Wonder Woman. I thought the same thing. Okay, like, that- if you're gonna keep interrupting me, let's not forget that when you, when Billy Batson invokes the word Shazam, he gets the wisdom of Solomon, the strength of Hercules, the stamina of Atlas, the power of Zeus. Booyah! The uh, <laughs> rage. Something from Achilles, and then the speed of Mercury. So even if it was, it has to be Zeus based at some point. Ooh, so so uh. I'm not re- totally wrong. And you're mostly right. <laughs> exactly. It doesn't happen very often. Let's meet in the middle. Oh my god, that was like a bro, Mobro Batman off. Yeah, that sorry. Like she didn't. See, she saw me like I cracked okay. my. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, you took your earrings off. Like <laughs> yeah. get over. Hold my purse. <laughs> you, yeah. You know, I Hold my that poodle dog. You, Hold my poodle. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> you want that shit back? We still got it for you, Brian. No, you can hang We got you. We got um, you, boo. <laughs> No, well, okay, that's a good okay. attention to detail. Shit. Okay, so going on, um, 
I'm sorry, mine's gonna be a little bit longer. I apologize. No, this is your shit, Brian. The cyborg me? stuff, I think, was was good. I think the way he played him was really, really interesting. Yeah. He's because Victor Stone isn't is is a genius. He's super intelligent, and he's. I love that he's this whole figuring out who he is. It wasn't beating you over the head where, like, you see when he does the holograms and he figures out Bruce Wayne's Batman. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like Bruce Wayne's Batman. It's no. just he looked at the security cameras, so he now knows Gathered that Bruce Wayne is Batman. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. he can't, because no Earth security is powerful enough for him. Um, tech-wise, he's a technopath. He can he can interface with any technology. Um, I I mean, we're gonna fast forward because obviously we'll be here until tomorrow if that's if I keep going beat by beat, but. Um, as we got into the introduction of Aquaman, it was pretty good. Um, I have a criticism about that, but I'll get to what I didn't like later. Um, Flash was what we expected. Uh, very, um, very witty. Very flashy. To me, more the Willy Wally West wash than the Barry Allen um, Flash. I don't know what I just said there. You uh, said <laughs> Wash, I think is what I said. <laughs> to, be, to me, more the Wally West Flash Wally than the Barry West Allen Flash. flash. But do you feel like his, his more Wally West for the comics Flash... Was also the way that they've made Barry Allen in all of like their all of DC's animated movies no, and stuff. No, because it's that's the Wally West Flash in the animated stuff. Is hmm. it really? Yeah, the the West the uh, Flash on Justice League animated series is Wally West. Hmm. Um, okay. So, What's the difference? Okay, comic book nerd question. What's the difference between Wally West and Barry Allen? So Barry They're Allen, two different fucking people, Roxy. Shut up. So. <laughs> Uh, Let Roxy ask know, her questions. It's okay. So Barry <laughs> Allen is the police detective who was struck by lightning and got attached to the Speed Force. Okay. Okay. Um, he became the Flash. Uh, he has a wife named Iris West, who's, um, in this case, it was, in the TV show, it's his brother. It actually is her nephew in the original uh, comics. Wally West kid who also has a similar accident who gets super speed so he becomes the sidekick kid flash oh yeah and then um during a chain of events during crisis on infinite earths um basically wally uh barry has to access what he calls the cosmic treadmill which is his way to basically access the speed force and use his speed to reverse things in time um he had to to make things right he had to basically sacrifice himself so barry literally like runs himself to death Whoa. like until until he decays into a skeleton oh my god and at this point wally west being a young adult becomes the new flash oh so um the and he's the more one chatty. we think of as the chatty quippy spider-man like mm-hmm. version of the character Interesting. um so they kind of projected that characteristic on barry allen because mm-hmm. most of the comic book people who are not into the super details and maybe early into the movies are none the wiser. That's basically me at this point. Yeah. With that. I think yeah. Grant Gustin's flash on the CW. CW show is more accurate to Wally West. Really? Or sorry, Wally West, to, to the Barry Allen of the Barry comic Allen. books. I see. So, I see. Okay. okay. Uh, Which is true, but I just, I like Ezra Miller's more because I like the flash, but it's always like, oh God, what fucking giant hill I mean, does this guy have to clime and how bad do I have to feel for him this yeah. week? Uh, Which I dig mm-hmm. and it's cathartic, but for this I was like, okay, we don't have to get into like deep dark Barry Allen shit. We could just have comic relief. Yeah, right. but and I'm not to say that he didn't have an enjoyable performance. He did. Yeah. It just it's not as accurate as it could have been. Um I thought Gal Gadot was or however you pronounce her last name. Gadot. Um, Gadot was awesome. I mean, she. I love that this Wonder Woman was more mature. Yeah, she mm-hmm. had figured out her place. She was more wise. Yeah. And I thought like that was a, really cool. It's also like a good hundred years later, no, right? No, but I'm, I'm glad that she was able to sh- display that yeah. to show that off. Um, 
That we weren't just stuck with the. I loved so. Batman's yeah. arguing with her, and that Batman is the Batman in the Justice League is the calculating asshole who you don't always agree with his decisions, but he's nine times out of ten he is right, uh-huh. and that's what he was in this movie. Like when they agree that spoilers, they figured out. Oh, maybe we have to we have to bring back Superman because after the first battle with Steppenwolf, they're like we're fucked. Yeah, um, we can't fight him alone. The idea that they have to bring him back. It, using the the Kryptonian ship and everything was actually a really good scene, to be honest. And I love mm-hmm. that there was the personal conflict that Wonder Woman uh, in the comic books would have also disagreed that this is wrong to to do that. Mm-hmm. So that was really great. Him being evil Superman for about two minutes um, was okay. I mean, I guess you can almost make it like the Lazarus Pit, uh, in like psychopathy that happens in the comic books. For those who don't know, um, the character Raz Al Ghul, mm-hmm. um, he. Big reason why he's 600 years old is because when he gets too old, he immerses himself in what they call the Lazarus Pits, these waters that bring him back to youth, but then he has temporary insanity uh, where he begins. But I thought brilliant pop culture references when The Flash kept referring to it as Pet Cemetery. Not going to bring him back like Pet Cemetery, bring him back. I loved loved when Flash was going to try to like speed up and catch him, and then you see Superman's eye turn around and slowly turning at him, and he's like, fuck. That 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 was one of the bits that I really, really enjoyed. Yeah, that was awesome. It was Um, so great. What I also fucking loved is that. Danny Elfman brought back his Batman theme. Yeah. I love and that the when Superman, like and John Williams <laughs> Superman theme. He did, but I love that like when you see the Nightcrawler start climbing and you hear bum ba da bum. Oh, she's like Vanessa would agree with this. She was like she saw me become a five year old again. And and also in the final battle, there's a more of the Batman theme, and then all of a sudden you hear this. And then you hear Henry Cavill's voice, and they turn around, and then you hear bum ba da, and it's him in Superman. Costume, which somehow miraculously they fixed the giant hole that was in it. Yeah, um, well, from when he got impaled by Doomsday. Um, it so, happens. Gina, like one of Doomsday's like bone protrusions is what kills him okay. in, in the last movie. Okay, um, thank you for the explanation. Yeah, so, I, um, he died somehow. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> you said there was a hole in it. I figured he got stabbed with something. Yeah, so um, t- took that suit to Edna yeah. Mode, got it fixed right as up. As far as so the score. Edna Mode. Okay. <laughs> the score alone was full of all the great nuances. I was mm-hmm. I was looking listening for Danny Elfman's Flash intro because he wrote the Flash in- theme for the 1990s Flash TV show. Oh, cool! Wow. And I was listening to it. I didn't hear it, but I have to I'll have to listen to it again just to see if I can find That's amazing attention to detail notes Brian. of it. It was a beautiful score overall. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll sum it up. I didn't care as much about the more obvious Joss Whedonisms to it. Um, I. <laughs> That's to definitely me, gonna bleed. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I didn't. I, to oh me, God, what, that I hated. He grabs his knee like Peter Griffin. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly the thought I had. It's like, oh, I'll, I'll get. To, I'm sorry. Well, <sighs> I, I, we'll I, did like, I did like it. We'll let. Oh, we'll something's let, definitely bleeding. Yeah, no, we'll we'll let Brian finish, and then I will rage. About I mean, that. I'm going You're through right. a stream of consciousness yeah. right now. So as far as the positives go, those are the moments that I think to me stood out, and I really like. And and I walked out of the movie with after the end of the credits. Thinking two thoughts. Jesus Christ, I have to pee. And, <laughs> and I actually really want to go back in line and see this movie again. Aww. So, uh, so, and I intend to. I'm going to see Sean in person in a couple days. So, so we're going to go guys. and we're going to see it together again. Oh, how cute. Bro show. So those are my positives. Roxy, I will leave it to you. I'll be very brief. Um, as a fairly objective DC fan, I mean, I never really got into the comics. Okay. I'm really more of a, you know, Spider-Man girl. But that being said, um, I saw this in IMAX. Did not see it in Ooh. 3D. I only saw it in okay. IMAX. 
Um, I thought it was visually a spectacle through and through. I thought the pacing was fantastic. The editing, I was trying to be hypercritical about it. I will say, like, you know, you know, there were gaps and whatever that we can talk about later, but I would say that it, it contributed to how well the pacing was. So that's something that I kind of appreciated because there was never a boring scene. And sometimes I find myself, I don't know if you guys ever feel this way, but sometimes in the third act of a movie, I sometimes lose attention. Sure. And mm-hmm. I get kind of bored with the big action sequences. Sure. Mm-hmm. I felt like in this one, I was not. Ne- I was never bored because I was always enthusiastic about who was going to say what and who was going to do what. Sure. I felt like every um, character definitely had their moment in the sun or under the water, <laughs> as in some <laughs> under cases. the sea. Under the sea. Um, I definitely loved, loved, loved the Atlantis sequence. I thought that was fucking that was cool. Sick. I I personally have never seen an underwater sequence that well executed. That like, was pretty. Yeah, that was pretty. That awesome. was fucking groundbreaking. Um, and okay, so. Uh, this is kind of a self-disclosure moment. It's kind of a little, I don't know. People have their opinions about it. But I like uh, CrossFit. And there's actually a really famous uh, female CrossFit star that is one, who played one of the Amazons, or yes. Amazonians. Oh, um, cool. And her name's Brooke Entz. And she was actually featured in Wonder Woman. Um, you only saw, like, her back, though. It was kind of, like, sad. And in this one, she was actually one of the Amazons who held open the gate for when they're trying to get one of the mother... Mother, mother boxes, boxes. mother boxes yeah. out of the right. um, oh out of the temple thing. yeah oh that's cool Inclo- and so she literally does like a power lift move while keeping the gate open yeah, yeah. that was awesome and I was oh, like holy so fucking shit this is what she was born to do yeah that was pretty cool it was like just oh such a great empowering moment just to see that go down um, because she's she's a fairly relevant person and I felt like this was a very athletic film oh so absolutely yeah for them to mm-hmm. to showcase that. Uh, I thought it was really, really groundbreaking and, groundbreaking and really awesome. Yeah. Um, I do have a lot of opinions, though, about the Amazons in general and how they Oh, work. I think mm-hmm. we all do. Yeah. Um, so we'll get to that. But overall, Barry Allen. Okay. Billy Crudup as his dad. Heartbreaking, oh, right? Oh, my God. That was probably some of my favorite scenes. Yeah. Like, stop. I need you to stop yeah. seeing me. I'm like, that's I like. Want, I want an origin movie. Just based on that interaction. Yeah. Well, if I you just, watch if you watch season one of The Flash, a lot of it is is out there. If you want to see, I just want to see a movie with Billy Crudup and Ezra Miller. That's and true. I, I, and I just I want them to do more, and I I absolutely adore well rest it. assured if they're the Flash movie they're making is called Flashpoint, mm. and it's about it's about Flash going back in time. Oh my god! Oh my with god! With the speed to stop his mother's murder. Oh my god. Oh my god. And is the that... shockwave that that creates across the DC universe. Oh is god. that is that also the one is that also the the plot line where in that universe um Thomas Wayne is Batman. Yeah, where Bruce yeah, cuz where where Bruce Wayne is the one who yeah. dies and then what? his parents go mad so, yeah, so Thomas Wayne becomes Batman and and, and Martha Wayne mother becomes, becomes the, Joker. the Joker because yes, they are yeah. driven like oh like Martha Wayne is driven mad by her son's death and Thomas Wayne is like he's he's also like super drunk Batman well, too. Yeah. He's like yeah. Yeah, Let me, but she looks a little confused. That's so awesome. sorry. Um, time works like a force in the DC universe. So when Flash goes back to change his timeline, he sends a ripple effect that wow. nudges things off just a little bit. Wow. So for so example, cool. um, in this universe, uh, it's not Bruce who dies uh-huh. or survived. It's the parents who survived and Bruce who died uh-huh. in Crime Alley. And it's the same incident that makes a Batman, but it's the Thomas Wayne Batman. Uh-huh. Who's now broken and a gun-toting Batman because he's so angry about 
losing his Dude, son. That is mm-hmm. so fucking cool. I'm yeah. sorry. I am so excited. Yeah. Which Fla- Flashpoint are, Paradox is real cool. Yeah. It's so sweet. Which okay. is super honest because Jeffrey Dean Morgan has been established as Thomas Wayne oh, in the shit. universe. So him shit. as the Flashpoint Batman, there's a ton of fans yep. who want to see that. Is this going to be a Zack Snyder movie? Uh, they're I, they're not. They I don't think they found the directory. Yet. I don't know. I know okay. that there's also an animated version. It was on Netflix for a little That's while. Sweet. You, it's actually yeah. really good. That's yeah, great. if you okay, I'll check it out. yeah, if you if you look um, up Flashpoint Paradox. Um, All right, so see. let's move forward here yeah. a little bit. Let's, let's start go. getting towards the stuff that we didn't like. That we didn't like, Roxy. I know you said that you really love the pacing. As somebody who's more of a Marvel person, yeah. less of a DC person, maybe less invested in seeing more of how we're getting to the meat and potatoes of this story, I have to disagree with you. Mm. I felt like the pacing was way too fast, and that goes into the editing as well. Like uh-huh. The editing, I felt, was so disjointed with, like, all right, quickly get here, just get, get, get to the meat and potatoes parts, because nobody, well, based on all the shit that they had heard from Batman versus Superman, we don't give a fuck, just uh-huh. keep going. And I feel like we could... There should have at least been 15 or 20 more minutes. So you're throwing three, four extra minutes on certain scenes to really set up these characters and yeah. feel like I got more. This is the first time we see the Justice League. Mm. Yeah. The fucking Avengers seemed longer than it was, and the Avengers was like two hours mm. and 25, two hours and 30 minutes. I felt like I watched a TV movie version of this with no commercials. Mm. Yeah. It was so quick. Yeah, I agree with that. I think there's also a lot of assumptions that you had to make. To make things make sense, and like as a oh, D- as, yeah. as a DC fan, like I got I got who the woman was. The woman's name, is, by the way, is Mara. It's uh-huh. Aquaman's future wife. Yeah, of oh, course, Mara? who was yeah. adopted by that. his. I could piece it all together. Yeah, myself, mm-hmm. but I also felt like I wanted to see more because I felt like I do- that. And of course, Marvel had the benefit of having so many movies before the Avengers. What did they have? Like six or seven movies. Mm-hmm. They had like the they had like five movies before the first and Avengers they, and came. Warner out. Brothers is playing catch up, and they're like, "Okay, we can make this the fourth movie." But mm-hmm. uh, I felt like we could have maybe used a Flash movie, and definitely because I love I love fucking Jason Momoa's Aquaman. Yeah, and I would have loved to have seen an Aquaman movie before this. Yeah. I'm sorry, but the village that they were in it looked like something out of an LL Bean catalog. Okay, also like, like mm-hmm. the villagers were way too fancy. Quick, quick, quick thing about that scene though. Poor suffering you know, villagers. Bruce Wayne is questioning all of these villagers as to like, oh, you know. When the, when this visitor comes to see you or whatever, and it's and just like who? There. It's like who? Who the fuck do you think is the visitor? You're in you're in a Norwegian village full of like pasty ass pale winter people. Oh, who could be the visitor, Bruce? Maybe the one fucking brown guy translating in the corner. With My God, yeah, like, that's really like the bright, baby really blue irises. Right. Well, well so like, first oh, of all, is your visitor here? The one. God damn it, Bruce. Me, there was that. There was the fact that he just they just cut to a close up, and oh yeah, he's already there. Okay, no yeah. entrance there. Um, and there's also that in that very same scene, there's the continuity here where his eyes are green in one shot and oh. blue in another shot. I'm like, did you not honestly, f- you guys, could, that that's a two second fix in Photoshop. Seriously? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, come on. But I will say all the sequences of him getting back into the water were fucking awesome. Oh, so. I think, I think 53% of the population agrees with you on that one. Yes. Oh my God. No, but like also yes, when he like drops the dude off. Grabs a bottle of whiskey and's like, "Fuck you!" Put it on his bill. I saved his ass. And then just this like slow motion with oh, the white God. stripes pounding in the background, slamming a bottle of whiskey. Because yeah. when I looked over to my buddy and I was like, "I like, I like Aquaman." <laughs> How did I know it was gonna be Icky Thump as the theme yeah. song? I, yeah, Icky sequence. Thump is one of the greatest songs ever, and I feel like we forgot about it. Thank you, Justice League, for bringing it back. Thank yeah, you, I, I, I did enjoy that sequence that of just so dr- drunk whiskey Aquaman with white stripes. What was the thing that was on his hand? Kryptonite? What, what came off the discharge? 
cards that was on his hand when he like dropped the dude on the table there was like some green stuff no i think that's the stuff that like when the 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 nightmare bug people exploded that was like what was the parademons that's what it was when those things exploded i think that's that's what was on them i didn't know if it was kryptonite or bug juice yeah Yeah. no no, it was yeah it's that green bug juice yeah those zombie bugs uh wasn't they they were they were frightening so can we also can we we talk about maybe steppenwolf like uh, was steppenwolf a little too cgr cartoon yes Yes. bad cgi way too rushed i shouldn't say bad rushed cgi yeah i think i i think i my issue with steppenwolf was that coming off wonder woman steppenwolf and aries were foundationally they felt like the same character and honestly i would be more intimidated by steppenwolf than fucking david thulis aries um but pardon the sound and that's that's it um and i like i was just like eh, i don't i don't know how i feel about that i i do like kieran hines voiceover as step as steppenwolf and like his his mocap like that that was pretty cool i think Mm. he has a very kind of you know bad guy voice um he's you didn't think it sounded too much like fucking orson wells drunk trying to do a voiceover i mean i felt like his diction wasn't really (laughs) there it sounded sounded like an 85 year old man was fucking voicing him but yeah. the visual didn't match the No, voice. and I, I get that. And I know I know we're gonna talk about Thor Ragnarok later, but he also looked a lot like the demon from Thor Ragnarok. And so it was like, okay, cool, they took that, and then they also took Ares and kind of like uh, mashed he him up into like, one he, he one villain. Like one of the um uh the from Lord of the Rings. Oh, a Balrog? Yeah. Yeah, he looked like a Balrog. He did kind of look yeah, like I a mean, Balrog. it's important to know that both Jack Kirby created both Thor and the New Gods. The New Gods yeah. is where Steppenwolf comes from. Oh. So there probably are some, lots yeah, of similarities. Yeah, they had a credit for Jack Kirby, and someone next to me was like, I swear to God, isn't Jack Kirby like a huge icon at Marvel? I was like, yeah, yeah. but you don't... The Besides main guys, there was a lot of people that jumped back and forth. Like mm-hmm. Jim Lee fucking wrote uh, or sorry, drew for both sides. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's crazy. Yeah, it's well, absolutely then they, true. They had the one brief mention of like Steppenwolf was trying to do all of this um, for Darkseid yeah. as well. So it seems like they're they're setting up Darkseid. Oh, they're do- they're totally are, and that's yeah. what part two is. Darkseid, aka DC Thanos. Can we also yeah. talk Ooh. a little bit about since we're talking about things that are ancient? Can we talk about how maybe one costume designer could just like email the costume designer for Justice League and say, "Hey, by the way, this is how the Amazons look in our movie. Oh maybe we God. should make the so, Amazons look the same." Because well, my. Ugh. My issue with that is like, okay, it's been many, many years since they were attacked and many of their women died. You would think after that, their thought was, you know what our armor needs? Less coverage. Yeah. That's going to be Bare a good idea. We saw, we, saw one, we saw one of our women get shot through the stomach. You know what? Let's just get rid of any coverage. That should well, be good, no, right? So our abs will protect there was us. That, there was the fact that they were all wearing helmets that didn't look the same, the same helmets that they yeah. wore in the first movie. There was the fact they were wearing makeup mm-hmm. that they weren't wearing in the first there's also the fact that there were the what i lovingly call the wonder guards which are the women who were the bare midriff all wearing the wonder woman eagle with the little capelet with the little capelet yeah, yeah. no was, capes no capes yeah. i will say the capelet addition to wonder woman's modern costume was actually kind of awesome but oh, that, when that's she, when very she was, accurate when, to the comic book yeah too. when she was like oh when she was talking with, when with they, batman she was, yeah talking yeah. about it yeah. yeah um but yeah no i i was very disappointed with yeah. the costuming I, and very disappointed with the just the the way that they t- just objectified wonder woman 
I mean, this is the difference. They, you guys fucking act like they objectified her the whole time. A little extra skin? Are you kidding not me? Not so bad. Okay. No, the fact that they did, they chose actively not to do that, though, in Wonder Woman, in the film, was such a step in an important direction that this oh, was totally. just a step backwards. So it was, and totally. that's probably also because they felt like they had to do that for Wonder Woman because it was so iconic and what it meant. Now that we are past that, but that, yeah, but that, I, you, know, you want to sell a little bit more tickets. Like you, this is, you can't I mean, deny that, the sexual appeal of Wonder Woman I, altogether. I get that, but like that doesn't mean like Wonder Woman was still sexy. You didn't have to make her skirt shorter, and it's it's over, it's yeah. it's overall one of those things where just because you took a step forward, that doesn't mean you get to take the step back and go to exactly where you were before. Because um, not only were it was the the bare midriff Amazons, Wonder Woman's skirt was visibly shorter um, because there were a couple times where she was like leaning back or was pushed backward. And I was like, thank God that skirt is not a hair shorter or else yeah. we would have all been treated to a Wonder Woman crotch shot. Uh, see, um, mine was, why wasn't there a Wonder Woman crotch <laughs> the, shot? We could have definitely the, had that. Oh, the, the other thing was... Um, there was the point, Sean. There was also a point where so <laughs> Wonder Woman tells Bruce Wayne the entire story and mythology and lore of Steppenwolf. He doesn't know shit about Steppenwolf. That's that whole scene where they're talking by the lake and Cyborg is spying on them. Like she knows what's up with Steppenwolf. Bruce Wayne does not. And then later when they have the whole group there, he's looking directly at her just like, oh, this isn't what Steppenwolf wants. It's like, congratulations. She told you that 15 minutes ago. You are now like mansplaining the story of Steppenwolf back to her. So... I agree with that. Feminist feminist (laughs) killjoy Gina is here to fuck up all of your movies. No, there were so many moments that were just disappointing because now, arguably, Wonder Woman has invited more female fans to the theater. Okay, we make up 50% of the population. It's about Mm -hmm. goddamn time. We can enjoy comic book movies as much as as any other guy can. I I think, look, at this point... I just think Patty Jenkins should do Justice League too. <laughs> yeah, That's there we me. go. Make it easy. She's doing Wonder Woman too. <laughs> if she if she's not at least gonna direct it, make her give her put her bring her to the table so that she has a, a solid voice in yeah. the forward. Mm-hmm. Okay, but here's DC the thing: movies. I will say one sort of self aware moment that I really appreciated was when Aquaman sat on the the lasso of truth. Oh, that was and hilarious! Was talking about you're gorgeous. <laughs> and oh, I was and like, then oh, he, fuck you. And then he gets all and like then he heartfelt. Gets out you're like, okay, good. Well, <laughs> I I had a little bit of an issue with that too because tra- like I I promise you I'm an equal opportunity feminist. I didn't like that Aquaman kind of bearing his soul then kind of became a joke and then he became very over masculine. About it because it's like okay well that's that like toxic masculinity that we've talked about before yeah. where it's like you know even if even if he'd got up off of it and just kind of like shrugged or whatever but because he you then had that whatever need for him to get up mm-hmm. in Barry Over Allen's face and just be like oh cool you like that I think I I didn't mind the scene as a joke, mm-hmm. I didn't like that it then had to be countered with this hyper masculinity. Yeah, it was definitely a bro moment, but I also feel like you had Cyborg, you had the Flash to sort of equal out the playing field with the emotionality, the sort of not not. I mean, Ezra Miller is admittedly like he he talks about how he um, self describes himself as queer. 
And yeah. I felt like his portrayal, he kind of, you know, obviously represented the, you know, like socially awkward, uh, just mm-hmm. kind of like underdog That's type, fair. Of, type of guy, the archetype, right? Every archetype of a guy, I felt like was kind of interestingly represented in each of the male members of the Justice Yeah. League. Okay. And that was kind of refreshing. Yeah. You know? What I really... Just because how emotional Cyborg was. I love that actor. I thought he yeah, was no, fantastic. Yeah, he was great. Mm-hmm. Um, what what I really wish this movie had, honestly, was a Green Lantern in it. Yeah. I think I think, I mean, there's a so but for those besides who don't, the lanterns in the flashback. Yeah, I mean, there's aside from the lantern in the flashback. Clearly, there's a precedent for a lantern fighting on Earth. Now we know mm. now that we know that mm. there's a you know because the sector is a series of planets that just mm-hmm. happens to be Earth is the one that Hal Jordan comes from. Um. There's lots of great dynamic that the Hal Jordan Green Lantern, add, and it could be the John Stewart Green Lantern as well. But what I like about the Hal Jordan Green Lantern is that he doesn't like Batman, because Batman's whole thing is that I'm broody and you should be afraid of me. Mm. And uh, Hal Jordan's just like, uh, you're a dude who dresses up like a fucking bat. Mm-hmm. I don't, I you don't scare me. See this thing? This is the most powerful weapon in the universe. So. Your shit don't your shit stinks. Okay, yeah. like don't think your shit don't stink. I feel like so, they, they tried to do that kind of eh, Batman attitude a little bit with Aquaman. Oh yeah, they, they did right. do that, and that's yeah. the thing. So Aquaman, one of my criticisms again in the movie is that yes, it was it was it worked for the dynamic, but that's not mm-hmm. Aquaman. Aquaman mm-hmm. is a little more noble than well, but yeah, but thank God nobody really gives a shit because Aquaman's like one of the most fringe members of. JLA, if you think about it, nobody, nobody has an aqua, just Aquaman posters in their bedroom. <laughs> this movie could have been called, this movie could have been called, uh, Justice League colon Aquaman's cool we promise because because that's what this movie that's was great. it was great, trying to friend. sell the people that Aquaman's not a dumb character because really he isn't excited. a dumb character I'm really really excited for the movie <laughs> yeah. who, who is the buffest ripliest guy we could get to be Arthur Curry oh yeah. God, let's go with right? Jason speaking Momoa. of which so I many. thought that um, his shirt was off way too much um, um, you can you I didn't can like seeing that. him with his shirt off so much because I feel like him with his shirt off and being objectified was uh, even more than Wonder Woman was being objectified. You can criticize that. You can That's fair. <laughs> That's totally fair. Yeah. I'm just trying to be fair and balanced, just okay. like Fox yeah. News remember says when, their coverage is. Remember when Ramsey Bolton popped up? I was like, what is all this Game of Thrones stuff happening? <laughs> Ramsey Bolton? No, not Ramsey Bolton. Ramsey Bolton's dad in Game of Thrones. Who's the actor who played Ramsey Bolton? Oh, yeah. He was, uh, I know you're talking about, he was the lead terrorist. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I was like, I knew he looked forever. Bolton. What, um... Bruce, Bruce Bolton. Bruce Bolton. Yeah. That's who it is. Yeah, the actor yeah. plays Bruce Bolton, being one of the terrorists. Oh, my God, you guys. The callback to, uh, holy shit, Islamophobia. Okay, the whole oh, opening yeah. sequence. Speaking of, okay, I'm really going to talk about the opening sequence. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely. Um, for, there was a lot of good sort of allegories to, of course, the election, um, where they're saying, you know, we miss him. And yeah, of course, they're talking about Superman, but I also felt like they were talking about Obama. In a way, yeah. There was I that. could see that. All these changes, and there's that whole sequence of them going to the supermarket. And you see, like, obviously skinheads harassing um, a 
an Islamic uh, shopkeeper. Yeah. And, you know, how the police are dealing with that and how all that's being addressed and how society is crumbling as a result of this major loss. Right? Sure. And how it comes full circle, <laughs> I think, when Superman comes back and he's in his delirium and he goes back to his, his statue, right? Yeah. And he sees it, right? And then fucking Cyborg goes into attack mode and just, like, destroys the statue with the remnants of it. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I'm, I, I think this is okay. I thought it was just kind of an interesting uh, sort of Little loop, callback yeah. to that opening sequence of, like, okay, here we are where we are right now, right? We're all still in mourning. Society as we know it is suffering. And there's all these, like, you know, political things happening as a result. Topical, you know, to say sure. the least. But mm-hmm. I thought that it was... If anything, this movie is very timely, and the time, the release timing is perfect. Yeah, I mean, if anything, it's to remind us that even in our, when we think things are getting very dark, hope yeah. is what shines through. Yes. Very much like the, the moral of Rogue One mm-hmm. when it came like out, it. you know? So I will give Zack Snyder all the credit for that. Yeah, and mm-hmm. to which he claims this was always the plan. It That's was always the plan okay. to bring the DCEU into the light after the opening in the dark. That was his, he said, okay. he claims that was always his plan. Joss Whedon just, Whedon did we- a little bit. it a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, All right, yeah. everybody, we've spent quite a bit of time on Justice League. So, everybody, <laughs> you've got, uh, you've got 30 seconds each to say your final thoughts, starting with Brian Go. Jesus, I'm on the spot. Um, I, I mean, I've said everything I need to be, need to say at this point. Just, um, I, if you were on the fence about this movie, go see it. Honestly, I think you'll enjoy it. That's all I'm going to say. I think you'll. Yeah. I think the hate toward it is mm-hmm. internet rage internet that's been okay, over amplified. Um, I I did overall enjoy it. I could have I could have done with a little bit more. Um, I could have done with more of everybody except Superman and Batman. My biggest criticism was that it. My biggest criticism was that it felt like once they brought back like my my problem with Superman overall is that he seems too powerful, and it felt like in the film once Superman came back and he shows up, you know, with Steppenwolf or whatever, it felt like Superman could have solved this whole problem on his own and didn't need anybody else, yeah. and that's what bothers me about watching Superman movies. Um, I wanted to see a little bit more of Wonder Woman lead. And then there were a few too many like Whedonism horned in jokes for me, uh, just because specifically the one that because there was one specifically that I was struggling to figure out like is there a joke in there when um, the Flash pushes the car with the Eastern European family in it and then as he as he waves goodbye to the little girl yeah he says Dostoevsky but they say earlier he's like a genius kid and I like I was like I don't know if he's just struggling to try to find a Russian word or if he didn't know how to say Dostoevsky well yeah but it's also I wish you had brought ah, Hold on. We're doing 30 seconds each. I'm sorry. I'm just saying I wish you hadn't brought up the Superman thing in the final thought because I have a whole counter argument. We didn't have enough time, Brian. It doesn't matter. It was 30 seconds. We need to talk about Thor. Okay. Well, we are going to talk about my boy Thor. Um, But I wanted to say that I really loved the post-credit scenes, both of them, mid-credit and post-credit. I didn't understand the post-credit as much because I don't know the universe as well. Uh, But I am very excited to see where that leads. And yes, I was annoyed by how much Superman and Batman were covered in here. I really loved how Aquaman, Cyborg, and uh, The Flash, oh my god, I just got all that out, and Wonder Woman were featured. I felt like they made the movie and they made it what 
how special it is. And I really, really enjoyed it because I had low expectations. My expectations were pleasantly um, uh, uplifted, to say the least. Um, All yeah. right. Sean? Awesome. Okay. So I'm going to do this very quickly. I think this movie could have been a lot more. Gina, you haven't seen Man of Steel or Batman versus Superman, so nope. you actually haven't seen when they actually made Superman interesting and made him a little darker because he has the weight of the world on his shoulders. He's a bright, shiny Boy Scout that's constantly beating the shit out of everything, and that's what they did in this movie, and uh, not and you missed that in the other movies. I like that Superman's back on top where he belongs. I know earlier I'd said that it's great to, let's see, Wonder Woman lead, but when it comes down to it, Superman is the strongest character. I mean, not character, but, you know, superhero in the known universe. I like that they spent time on Batman and Superman because they're the two most recognizable superheroes on the fucking planet. That's one of the reasons I also think that Marvel right now is getting so much more love and DC so much more hate because DC has been more recognizable as a brand and Batman and Superman as the two most recognizable superheroes on the planet for years and years and years and only recently have we seen Marvel come about and all of a sudden Iron Man means just as much to everybody as Superman. Hmm, interesting, interesting. Fair. That is very fair and kind of unfortunate. Yeah, I shouldn't have gone first. My final thoughts. All my- I like that you had to go. Do first. Do you want a post-credit <laughs> final thought, like a post-credit scene? Um, I think we the have point. To sit here for fifteen more fucking minutes in silence. If I could, if I since I didn't use my full thirty seconds, I would say, <laughs> if I could, I think the point of bringing Superman back was not to show that oh he can just fix everything. The point was that they needed to work together to be able to fix the problem. Of course, right. and, of and course. I, I get that. And and that even when he was there. He was clearly wasn't able just to do it, just to punch him and then get it over with. Like it, he he served a purpose. I think to be totally honest, and this is a conversation for another episode. I think the world has gotten too cynical for Superman. Mm-hmm. To be totally honest, mm-hmm. um, but that's it, the crazy thing is, Man of Steel and Batman versus Superman. They brought that cynicism and had him be all dark and sad because, really, in reality, that character would be dealing emotionally with all that shit, and then. Everybody freaked out and said, no, Superman's a happy, shiny fucking Boy Scout that we want to see just... And I'm like, no, that was Christopher Reeve's Superman. You, We needed to do something different with, with it. And when we did that, everybody's like, oh, why is Henry Cavill making me so depressed? Mm-hmm. Well, see, and that's that's it. I think my whole issue was I, I want... As Sean said, Batman and Superman are the most recognizable superheroes. And so I kind of wanted to see everyone else kind of be able to work together yeah. to save the day. To know that, like, okay, great, we can do this, you know, together without Superman, but it's just going to be even better when he's here kind of thing. And so I wish they'd left Superman dead for a little longer. I was hoping the... I also agree with that. Yeah. Like, maybe till the third act. Well, even, even like, I was hoping maybe, like, okay, give non-Superman Justice League a little bit of time to shine, right. and maybe in your post credit scene is when you resurrect there Superman. There we go. Ooh, Gina, I like... I'm with you. Thank mm. you. Yeah, that's a good idea. I, I, I see your point. I just don't feel the same way. That's all. That's no, that's cool. That's because, I... Brian, you Jerk off to pictures of each Superman like a Rolodex. You have like Dean Kane, fist on his chin as one. That is not the point. <laughs> no, I, I'm not. I'm not shitting on your love of I Superman. I love how he didn't deny it. <laughs> He's like, that's not it. Wait, what? Yeah, there's pictures in the wallet like a grandma. Like this. This is my boy Dean Kane. This is my boy Christopher Reeve. No, like I'm not. I'm not shitting on your. You call him Dean Kane. I call him Dee Dee. <laughs> 
DJ. Oh, oh, my DD boy. Um, this is Chrissy. <laughs> but no, like, I'm not shitting on your love of Superman. It's just I also have a personal bias that I'm just like, Superman is not the most interesting to me. Neither does Henry Cavill get my motor going. So I could I, I Holy shit. could not care Henry less Cable about Superman. Henry Cavill gets my motor going, and I'm as straight as they come. You I can wanted have to him. bust a nut on that chest of his so bad. You know who I like to bust a nut on? Out of Ezra respect. Miller. <laughs> you know who I like to bust a nut on? Short haired Thor. <laughs> oh, yes. good transition, Ron. There we go. Hey, yeah. Oh Aye. my God, when he came through, oh fuck, into the <laughs> arena. Did you, did you listen here? Oh my God, Gina, <laughs> look at his pecs. Look at those beautiful pectorals. <laughs> mama like, and Mama enjoyed. And there was one shirtless scene that they had apparently debated on doing, and I was like, "There's no debate, honey bunny. No, 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 no. Mama, Mama needs her I, and shirtless." And you know what? Chris. From a feminist perspective, I think we need. Need more female shirtless scenes. Free the nipple, okay? Where a female cool. being topless should be the same as a man being topless. There should be no stigma. Cool. Yeah, tell that to your senator. Yeah, I also think there needs to be more shirtless men. Yeah. Equally as objectified as women. It's, as it's just the bottomless men, shirtless women. <laughs> <laughs> it's like reverse mermaids. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's just we'll like... call it the buns and stuns. <laughs> buns and stuns. <laughs> We're going like to a new MTV award for that. <laughs> best bun, best stun. Oh my it's God. not, we haven't seen plenty of male butts. It's... We, Really, oh, Sean's saying is show that. us the dick. Is, 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 is show me I want to see. Well, I felt like I saw Hulk's dick just based on the way <laughs> Thor was acting. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. True. <laughs> oh my god, you guys! My brain. Three cheers for Taika Waititi. I mean, oh, oh my god, god. I, he's the best. I think I think his style was one of the best things that could have happened to the MCU because I think people were getting a little bit burned out oh on god. the the super like over drama. To have it come in with the very like '80s stylized Thor Ragnarok. Yeah logo and yeah. one of my favorite things was their use of Led Zeppelin's immigrant song as kind yeah. of the the theme throughout the whole thing. Oh god, so good. Just starting off with that like is convincing Led Zeppelin. Yeah, right. It was th- oh, dude, you don't Valkyrie? hear Led Zeppelin oh. songs in movies very often unless P Diddy's ripping them off in 1998 well, like, and the movie sucks I feel, and has Godzilla. I feel like Led Zeppelin it. would be cool with it though because that song is literally about Nordic mythology because exactly. it's because the, the like the one line in it is, you know, I come from the land of the ice and snow with the midnight sun and the hot springs go hammer of the gods, which yeah. is which is Mjolnir. It was great. So I, good. I loved so the opening play on Valhalla. First off, where you see Anthony Hopkins chew the fucking scenery as the Loki version oh, of shit. Odin. And I just love that. Oh shit! Oh, shit. And, then, and also Matt Damon, Matt Damon playing Damon. Loki. Matt Damon. Chris Hemsworth's brother playing Thor, and then Sam Neill playing Odin in this little no, like, but play. what? Yeah, okay. So, so we give all those credit, those guys credit because they're so iconic. But the funniest part of that is when they like. Usher on the little painted blue child oh, to yeah. like jump up on a rock and he goes, the little icicle that melted this old man's heart. I literally went ah! in the theater and nobody else. I know. I feel like I each like, of us at our own it. showings were probably the loudest laughers in there because yeah. there oh, yeah. so many throwaway jokes that nobody else and got. I also loved the I whole so the sudden sling ring reference and then when Loki hits around, I have been falling for 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so oh, good! So good, but the yeah, the Willy Wonka sequence when he's <laughs> yeah. going to meet. Him. Oh yeah, oh, so funny. With the, oh, with the pure yeah, imagination the in the background. In five, four, yeah. <laughs> yes. oh. Okay, but Kate 
Oh God, Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett, you guys. Oh, what as Hella, so great. She, I, also, person who is chewing the fucking scenery, but mm. just so good, so good. In she was clearly having fun. Way. Delicious. Yeah, she deserves to have fun. That homegirl has been working yeah. her butt off yeah. in all of these dramatic roles. <laughs> she she has been all these Oscars. She deserves to have just, a little bit of it. fun. Do you know what an executioner is? <laughs> an executioner is a person who kills people, but also executes. <laughs> The queen's plan. No, their vision. But mostly the but vision. Mostly. But mostly kills people. Mostly kills people. <laughs> yes. oh she, Carl Urban is Scourge. Aside. That's the most fun I've seen Carl Urban have in a movie. That's yeah. true. Besides yeah. Star Trek. Oh, yeah. but... My stuff. Be out. My stuff. <laughs> oh um, my god I love the two of them together because it's like a callback obviously to Lord of the Rings when they were together right <laughs> and you're just like the, them as Lord of the Rings was like the okay Cupid version yeah and them and, and, <laughs> and Thor was like the grinder version or not the grinder um the kink Freudian version because it's like fucking kinky ass shit. I feel like you could still say grinder version or grinder still you know. be generally correct um, pretty kinky no. but holy but, shit dude that was so funny Oh, God. Oh, my goodness. Okay, uh, what did you guys think of Valkyrie? Loved her. Great. Want to see more awesome. of her. Wanna yeah. See more. If, they ever, if they ever do a film or TV show adaptation of yeah. Saga, I want Tessa Thompson <gasps> she could totally play in I, Saga in, uh, as Alana. Yeah. Ooh, I think yeah. so good. I think the flashback sequence that explains her, her backstory <gasps> was, was so well done. Yeah. It was. There, there, the, an interesting thing about that is that Tessa Thompson, who I believe also identifies as a queer or a bisexual woman, fought for a scene that did show that Valkyrie was bisexual hmm, um, to be in the film and she fought really hard for it but then it was ultimately left on the cutting room floor yeah. mm. um, ultimately I think what that was was maybe that flashback sequence just maybe showed a little bit more intimacy between her and then the one other Valkyrie that you see her kind of holding yeah. as she gets killed that's where my mind went to it I figured it was like her the person she loved the most was the one who and that's why she had so yeah. Yeah. So Heartbreak. you're saying that they made it more clear rather than letting you. Yeah, I would. I yourself. would say it was probably a little bit more blatant that there was some sort of more than more than uh, comrade kind of comrades in arms went, love. That's what I thought the whole time. Yeah, I mean, I'm a little. You know, I'm a little more open than others, though. I mean, I want to know how right. that played in Tennessee. Yeah. Right. I want to say be, because we are we are moving forward, but we are ultimately a society that does approach media in a slightly more heteronormative way, yeah. and so it was probably something that did make it a little bit more explicit that there was something more there than just uh, comrades in arms. Um, and I I think I liked I liked how how Taika Watiti and that script sort of addressed, you know, maybe that awkwardness in people trying to be a little bit more politically correct or kind of trying to catch up with the views of modern society of when Thor is kind of having that discussion of, oh, I always wanted to be a Valkyrie. And then he's just like, until I found out they were all women. He's like, oh, not not that that's a problem. It's <laughs> it's about time. Like that right. kind of little bit of defensiveness. Yeah. Like, I, I think that was I think I feel like that was the most delicate way to have made that kind of a joke. Um, well, I, you know, it's funny because, uh, you know, the Grandmaster... Um, oh, yes. His, his assistant was a woman. And yeah. she's actually a really well-known uh, Kiwi actress named Rachel House. Mm -hmm. um, if you ever seen the movie uh, Whale Rider? 
Mm-hmm. Um, that was actually her first film. Um, she played one of the family members in that, mm. and it's just a beautiful, dramatic mm-hmm. uh, film from New Zealand. Um, she looked familiar. She yeah. like she's done other stuff than that, obviously. Yeah, yeah, but... right. No, but Will Rider is probably her most well known. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> I love how she just balanced out Jeff Goldblum. You know, she was just the straight so man good. to his totally eccentric goofball. Yeah, he's <laughs> so great. He he was awesome. Um, Jeff Goldblum at this point. I think he's at a point in his career where he's just like, I don't really need to act so much. He's Bill Murray. I to, I, exactly. <laughs> I need to put myself into this character. Yeah. No, him and Bill Murray. Which I want out of everything. A, they should just go on a... They should just do a road show together, the two of them. I think, yeah. like, I... It was... It was... like So, I went to go see Thor Ragnarok while my parents were out of town on their anniversary. And they'd been in Hawaii for several days and just out of nowhere... After I got out of the movie, the first thing I texted my mom, because my mom has helped me make a lot of costumes and things, was, please, 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 please help me make this Jeff Goldblum Grandmaster costume for Silicon Valley Comic Con, because I want to stride through those halls like a flamboyant emperor. And then I paused and I was like, also, I hope you're having a good vacation. Happy anniversary. <laughs> and like, Which was less important. <laughs> well, because also, you like, I, a segue. <laughs> I, well, I went to go see it with with my boyfriend and like, we're sitting there watching the credits and I have like my my face kind of pointed down and like kind of Mr. Burns tented kind of fingers like <laughs> contemplating it. And, he's, and David leans over to me and he goes, so what did you think? and I go I want that fucking Grandmaster costume and uh, he, he's just like oh so if we do that for Comic Con do I get to carry around the staff and hand it to you at appropriate moments uh yes yes <laughs> yeah. you do thank yeah. you for offering <laughs> okay two favorite characters though I will say this b- besides Hulk is between Hulk and Korg I could not oh, Korg! Korg Korg is my boy oh my god Korg hey man <laughs> we're gonna get on this big spaceship wanna come <laughs> Taika, Taika Watiti's voice is just what I want oh, out of like. I feel like his his voice is so comforting. Like it's everybody's best friend. Yeah, that's, and it's just it's so it's not so what good. you're expecting. You're expecting like some rock monster that's all grovelly and like, yeah. What I loved was his little like robot friend that yeah. kept getting like oh, destroyed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what was his name? Like Mix Mix something Meek, like that. Something like Mix. I think yeah. I think, I think yeah. it was Mix. Mix is dead. Mix is yeah, dead. Yeah, I crushed him out on the bridge, but I felt so bad. I've been carrying around all day. <laughs> Oh, oh, Meeks is alive. Yeah, he's just like the Kenny of South Park. Yeah. It's so um, good. But, oh my God. And a stupid pun that I thought Eric would have ejaculated during when he's like, I'm made of rocks, but that shouldn't scare you unless you're made of scissors. That is a little rock, paper, scissors joke. <laughs> <laughs> it was so cute. But I, I will say it. this, Hulk was super endearing, especially yeah. when it get, he came back. Finally. Yes. Why do we get to hear Hulk fucking talk more than just saying puny mm-hmm. god or something like yeah. that? Yeah. I feel like they, because I know Ferrigno did voice work on it. I don't know oh, if Ferrigno really? just did the screaming or if they did found a way to like blend his voice with Ruffalo's mm-hmm. voice. Because I heard elements of both mm-hmm. of them yeah. in the Hulk voice. Interesting. Interesting. And, uh, I thought just I thought the Hulk stuff was great. I love the fact that Hulk I, played a joke yeah. with the force field. Yeah, he did. Well, that and that. Yeah. I heard. I just heard Ruffalo through that whole movie. I think that Frigno's done stuff before, but that was all Ruffalo. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. That's I think. I think. I think it was just a screaming. Then I, it must have been just a screaming. I just love Thor just trying to figure out how to calm him down and just hey, but buddy, sun's, sun, getting sun's getting low, buddy. Yeah. Sun's getting low, buddy. Yeah. Sun's getting low. Yeah. Sun's getting low. Yeah. That happened like, though. Stop. When Stop the saying first that. Time, once again, another situation in the theater where I was the only one who. <laughs> out loud went like nah! yeah. was when he first does the 
Hey, big guy. The sun's getting pretty low. And I felt like everybody else in this like 600 person theater fucking forgot about Age of Ultron. And I was like, what the fuck? I was was glad that they made fun of that because that was one of the parts that I hated in Age of Ultron was that weird kind of like, oh, let me talk to the beast thing with Black Widow. And so having Thor just like... Hey, big guy. It's so <laughs> awkward. Let's so back good. up for a second because I love that when the <laughs> Thul- when, when the Hulk enters the arena, Loki's like, "I have to go. I oh, have yeah. to go. I have to go." And that when he does tries to touch his hand to get him, and then he ragdolls him just like he does yeah. Loki. Yep. The Loki was like, "Ha ha! Yep, That's that how it feels. So, so good. So fucking good." Oh my god. Okay, how did you guys feel about the interlude with uh, Doctor Strange? Uh, fine, honestly. Yeah. Was it wasn't out of place? It's a connected universe. It At is. this point, he needed to be there to yeah. help move the story along. He plays a small part in it, and that's fine. That was I also, funny, I also. That's how Marvel works, he had right? To get Molinier back, and it's like crashing through all his shit. Yeah. <laughs> He's just waiting with the arm outstretched. <laughs> I, I also didn't see Doctor Strange. Oh. Um, it's just one that I never got around to seeing. It's on and I, oh it is. Oh okay, cool. Then I can watch that. Or I was Check I was gonna try out. to like yeah, jack sorry, the DVD from no a friend. Excuse. But um <laughs> yeah, no, I, it's just one that I have not got around to seeing. Sometimes I there's certain movies that come out that I want to see, but I just don't have the yeah. patience threshold Honestly, to sit still. The controversy um, with Tilda Swinton I think soured it for a lot of people. Uh, I just I just didn't have time to go um, see it. And uh, also, but I but I, I enjoyed Benedict Cumberbatch as Stephen Strange. I thought he seemed pretty cool. Yeah, and to be totally fair, this was implied in the mid-credits role from Mm -hmm. Doctor Strange. No, Brian, Brian, I think the issue some people had was that it was like a 30% more scene of the exact credits, like, role. It was like, we already saw this. They wanted to see more Uh Mm. Doctor Strange, have a little bit more to do with the story since they teased him in it. All you saw was like... The extended edition of that after credit scene. Well, he's mm-hmm. heavily involved in Infinity War, if the rumors are to be in- true. Strange, yeah. yeah, he's a heavily involved character in that story. They're going to bring so. in a ton of people for Infinity War. Yeah. I just love how self-aware this movie was and yeah. how it just yeah. broke the fourth wall constantly. Well, some people argued that this cheapened Thor by making mm-hmm. him playing for gags. And, you know, here's the thing. The I character is the character. I, yeah, I don't yeah. know who that I was. I loved but... Thor's arc. I love that Thor's kind of like the new Odin by the end of this end of the movie. With the eye and everything. With the eye, exactly. Yeah. And I'd like... Spoilers! <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I feel I... like they figured that out 15 minutes oh, yeah. ago. No, we're yeah. giving Sean all the um, I also think that, you know, you can have a character still be the character and change the tone of the story and it doesn't affect things. That was still very much the Thor that Chris Hemsworth set up. Yeah. But it was in a lighter, funnier story. And it worked. From the first moment where he slammed down his teacup in the first Thor and demanded more tea, I knew we were going to have some fun. Beer, beer Stein, just the right. another. More. Another. Exactly. Another, yeah. exactly. <sighs> and the first two Thor movies were way more serious. But if you mm-hmm. think about it, the first Thor movie, that was still Marvel Studios distributing through Paramount. That was before the Disney acquisition. And fucking Kenneth Branagh uh-huh. directed the first mm-hmm. Thor because they were like, you know what Thor needs uh-huh. is a Shakespearean brother versus brother ancient gods thing going on. I was into Which that. they went a little was, bit away from. It was Thor 2, I enjoy it, but you fucking, if there's one movie in the whole MCU you could throw out and it won't fucking matter, oh, it's yeah. Thor 2. Yeah, it is yeah. Thor 2. It's also just like... Thor with Kenneth Branagh was essentially, let's do King Lear, nor uh, Scandinavian. It was very operatic. Yeah. Very much so. So 
and what I appreciate is that hey, you can have the same characters play the two different tones, and it works. It yeah. just yeah. it works. I also love the bit. The, the whole flashing that Thor finds his true power finally. Right. The, the callback to the first movie, right? <gasps> yeah, uh, was him discovering his powers. And he realized, I'm sorry, are you the god of hammers? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. No, you're the god of thunder. That was so badass. Mm-hmm. Right. So badass. I thought he was the god of core strength and bicep <laughs> size. <laughs> and then Idris Elba with his dreadlocks. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> oh, yeah. And another, another Mama Gina comment was she saw a commercial for it on TV and she goes, oh, Idris Elba's in this? And I'm like, mom, he was... He's been in the other two. He's been in all of them. He's Heimdall the gatekeeper. In that trailer, I thought that Bishop from Days of Future Past had made his way and taken the place of Idris Elba. Ah. Uh, I will say his look has evolved into something quite um, sexy. Quite so. spectacular. Yeah. You're. I wait. First, hold on. Hold the fuck on. Are you saying at any point since the dawn of history that Idris Elba wasn't sexy and all of a sudden he is now? I will slap your mouth Do across not the internet. Misinterpret me, baby girl. Because no, no, I no, would. No, no, I'm no. Fucking I Idris am... Elba is delicious. <laughs> you... Idris Elba always. is the chocolate I have always wanted to try. Wow. I want to make a vanilla mm. chocolate mm. swirl with him. Me and him entangled in a cone. <laughs> I'm just going to sip my glug here. Honey bun. No. You, Idris you just... Elba is my boo. <laughs> I'm just saying. I love, love, loved. How oh, he had like a whole other layer to him in this movie. You're and you're into more like okay. refugee saving Idris Elba than like well, full armor you know Idris how Elba. We this episode with one of my eggs dropping. I'm pretty sure another one just did. So, <laughs> here we are. <laughs> yes, twins, <so>. Basil. Twins. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah. No, I loved it. I loved all of yeah. them. Oh, well, even even with you know, the Disney acquisition, I liked that there was, you know, it, we saw this particular tone, but we also did have, you know, when they're on the spaceship that they've stolen from the Grandmaster, and it's just like, no, there's no weapons on it. That's a that's a pleasure barge for, like, orgies and stuff. And they're like, ah! Yeah. I also love that. And whatever that fucking button was that they pressed that makes all the fireworks and oh, the yeah. song that plays is, it's my birthday! <laughs> I was so like, good. Who the, is that a real song? Or did they make that for the movie? Because if they made that for the movie, it's fucking brilliant. Um, it's so good. What I also loved it's was not, that... This isn't moving. No, it's okay. It's because it's just... Oh, that button for, isn't oh, turn okay. activated. Okay. Yeah, it's okay. I'm scared. Hold for edit. <laughs> what I also loved about the movie was the callback to the Norton Hulk movie. Oh. Because it is technically the same oh, um, Bruce Banner, right? The whole... Because... <laughs> For those who have forgotten or blocked it out, there's the scene in the third act of The Incredible Hulk where he jumps out of the plane, and that's it's the stress that gets him to transform into the Hulk. Oh, right. And oh, he yeah. goes to Valkyrie, he's like, watch this. And he jumps out, and instead of Hulk, you just see him, his body just hit the bifrost <laughs> like a fly. Just, and then his, just, his face is all pancaked against the floor. Which is classic Thor humor, because his face always gets he just exactly. ragdolled onto that Bifrost. Like, it, it looked like the scene in Toy Story where, like, Sid chucks Woody across the exactly. room. He, like, bounces. Exactly. Oh, God. Well, no, and that's I something I watched a handful of interviews with Taika Waititi afterwards, and he said that, that half of the humor that he helped develop was uh, because he wanted to have a certain sort of improv comedy approach to it where... <laughs> No, no, everything wasn't always set in stone you can go across and, and that scene specifically he was like I wanted to do the opposite of what you think was going to happen so you think he's just going to like hulk out and immediately that's the beginning of that amazing part of the action scene that's what he but wrote. no Dude. cut it with humor immediately Yeah, I mean every time you know Hulk, or 
Thor was trying to be heroic, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the bit the ball. <laughs> the ball. It just like oh, slams God. in his face right before he finishes what he's Yeah, the ball. So There's good. also just of course the bit where he's dangling and he's like, oh, wait, hang on. I have to get around again. Oh, Hold on. Hold yeah. on. Wait. <laughs> that was the first big laugh of the whole damn thing when he just has his I, back I, I yeah, I, again, I think I think Taika Waititi's I I don't know if there's a better word, but I want to say slightly irreverent style yep. is yep. really what the MCU Perfect needed at adjective. this point. You can, you can give that to Christopher Guest because yeah. Taika's sort of claim to fame, obviously, is what we do in the shadows. Yeah. Right. And that's all, you know, mockumentary. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Personally, if yeah. for some reason... Uh, James Gunn couldn't do Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Oh, Taika yeah. Waititi would be perfect for it. I also, honestly, I want Taika Waititi to kind of do a Howard the Duck movie. Now. Oh, my God. I, also, just, I, I think he can make oh that work. Oh, my God. I didn't even think of that. I think he can make that work. So I, I want to, if, if you haven't seen it, um, when they were doing a Thor Ragnarok panel at Comic-Con, not this past summer, but the year before, um, Taika Waititi had made a short of, like, Thor living on Earth and living in an apartment with a, a mortal <laughs> roommate and trying to go to work or whatever. And he's just like, oh, well, you know, I never hear from anybody. Well, do you have a, a phone? No. Well, what about like letters or email? He's just like, I don't know about email. Like, tell them to, to send a raven or something. And it's it's Thor trying to live as a mortal, but in a very like, I don't know how to do this kind of way. Like you see, oh, you see his roommate. Uh, like trying to vacuum, but Thor has left Mjolnir on top of a table, so he can't move the table. Um, it's just yeah, it's and that's that's yeah. it. It was that kind of mockumentary, which is basically like it was like The Office, but with Thor and like a little bit of Mark Ruffalo, which is honestly what I would have wanted out of Agents of Shield as a TV show. I just I just want The Office, but Marvel. <laughs> and they left. They they left a piece of that sort of in when he's like uh, when he's talking to Doctor Strange. Oh yeah, and he's like, uh, why didn't you call me or why didn't you tell me? He's like, you don't exactly have a phone. And he goes, well, you could have sent something. It's called an electronic mail. And he's like, do you have a computer? And he goes, no, no. what for? Yeah. And <laughs> another part that I felt was lost on some people because I went again, yeah. and then people were like, I don't get it. I'm like. It's funny because you're stupid. <laughs> is I what I wanted it. to tell people, but really, it's funny because Taika Waititi well, is I, the bee's knees. He's well, the cat's meow. I think what Chris Hemsworth is just tops. I have such a boner. For I think people. what Chris Hemsworth has taught us all is since doing Ghostbusters is like I want to do comedy. Yeah. I want to find a way to make my characters funny mm-hmm. and still have a heart to them and still have a really good arc to them. And he, yeah, which is fucked up, Brian, because that makes him Superman in real life. You're like, this guy is cut out of stone and hilarious. <laughs> we don't have a chance. Um, <laughs> the other thing Chris I want to say could take my wife. She straight up told me this. Like, you know, if you walked into my house and wanted a piece of Katie, I'm fucking out to dry. <laughs> just like, but I what am. if you just said that literally? over and give up? And but, she's like, I didn't realize he could be so funny, and I was like, "Oh God!" But Sean, keep that. What if he's like? But what if he's like bone collector? He's just like, "No, I want a piece of your wife," and like he's literally like, like like he's gonna drag her and like cut off like a chunk of her flesh or something. Like that's. I feel like you're cheapening Chris Hemsworth as a person, and and I also have a crush on him. Yeah, I was I was I was gonna say you said that he could come in and like take your wife. It's like you're not you're not gonna get up. You're not gonna try to get up in that situation. I live in Colorado, and I own firearms. 
But I would still just let him take her. <laughs> well, no, way. I'd be like, yeah, no, my, my is that Thor could love you too. I was just saying, you don't, you don't want a a, a three way with your wife and also Chris, Chris Hemsworth. Why do I have to share Chris Hemsworth? With my wife? <laughs> <laughs> Either he's taking me or he's taking her. That's it. <laughs> you, can't, you can't make this work for everybody. <laughs> no. Uh-uh. I was I was trying to give you I was trying to no. give you compromises. I do want to call I tried. out. I do want to call out that we actually owe Kevin Smith a small debt of gratitude because Chris Hemsworth said it was because of Kevin Smith's oh, yeah. commentary about Thor that he got the idea. Said, oh, maybe we can take this in the funnier direction. That's oh yeah. Really so that's really special. It's awesome. In pretty summation. awesome. In summation, um, Thor was hilarious. Justice League, pretty darn good. We should all still see it. Maybe mm-hmm. see it a second time. It's a good year to be a nerd. It's a good year to be a nerd indeed. And guys, I'm. The main, I'm well, can I can I get up, piggyback on that? Mm. After seeing both of them, mm. I think the Chris Hemsworth, Henry Cavill. And Ben Affleck can all put their hammers in my mouth. Yay! <laughs> they just got to keep the costumes they're on. they're all so goddamn perfect looking. The prosecution rests. Uh, indeed. <laughs> and I guess I, I, I'm i gay now. Is what I'm saying is I'm gay now. Because I would much rather have one of those three things happen than to hook up with my girl Gal Gadot. So uh, shall we do feedback? Fuck yeah. Yeah, let's do. Listener feedback. Yeah. Cool. So we have a piece of feedback from Paul, and who would like to read it? Yeah, Gina, I go ahead and read Scotty it. Would like to read it. Gina, go ahead and read it. <laughs> uh, hi, hey, Paul. Paul. Good name. <laughs> one of the Beatles. One of the Apostles. You're covering two bases. <laughs> hey, Paul. Um, all right. So this says uh, subject is longtime listener, first time backfeeder. Uh, message is, hey nerds, first off, it's weird typing that without sounding like the antagonist from a John Hughes film. <laughs> hey, fuckhead. <laughs> I've been an avid listener of yours for the past few years. It actually all started from my old job working as a screen printer. The machinery and ventilation was so loud that I had to wear headphones to listen to anything, and the morning radio talk shows only lasted long enough for the first part of my long workday. Since I had no doors or windows in my shop, a lot of times I was going into work in the dark and leaving in the dark, and it was was kind of a soul-crushing experience. I began to look elsewhere for something to make the hours more passable, and I stumbled onto podcasts. I started off with a few of the bigger podcasts like WTF and Serial, but wanted something that was geared more towards my interests, which was movies, comics, and other forms of nerdiness. It was here that I found this gem among podcasts, which is Nerds on Film. As time passed, I found other shows and stopped listening to others, but NOF has always been a staple in my podcast library. Fuck yeah, it has. Hell yeah. Yeah. Suck it, Serial. Your show has always- Yeah, Serial, your second season kind of (laughs) sucked. Nobody gives a shit, true detective in podcast form. <laughs> your show has always true detective. <laughs> your show has always been wildly entertaining while also giving real critical critical feedback and diverse perspectives about movies. Roxy, Sarah, we miss you. And now Gina's unique and enlightening perspective, Sean's complete lack of filter and dark sense of humor, and Brian with his use of superfluously long words are all reasons why I love this show. Hey. <laughs> He used a superfluously long word to make fun of your superfluously long words. <laughs> I'm from Ohio, and my girlfriend lives about three and a half hours away in Michigan. And over the past several years, your show has made my solo travels back and forth seem like one filled with a car full of friends that I'm not actually allowed to talk with. <laughs> <laughs> you can't sit with us. 
You are allowed. Put, <laughs> just email him my fucking number. Right? <laughs> so to wrap this up, I have a few final thoughts. Brian, welcome to the club of people giving up on their dreams and going into education. <laughs> I'm an hey, art teacher hold, now. Hold, hold it now. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. I appreciate Shots that. Fired from our listeners. Damn. So I, I have given up on nothing, sir. I just I have given up on nothing. You Nevertheless, <laughs> thank you. Oh, yeah, look okay. at that beard that he's called. Don't project your life onto me. <laughs> he's gonna. Brian looks like he could be Thor in a Judd Apatow version. Oh. <laughs> like a little doughier below the neck, but he's got the Brian, face down. I have you know, Brian has made a lot of progress with his weight. He has, oh, he and funny. I'm spiteful about it. So therefore, I must. <laughs> chip away at it because I've gotten fatter and he's gotten thinner and this can't happen. <laughs> Not in this universe. Alright, well ba- back to Paul. Uh, Sean, I'll never say Akbar. Roxy, my favorite times are when you're constantly interrupting Brian when he's being serious with irreverent humor. <laughs> Got him! <laughs> Got him! These nuts! These nuts! Leroy! Jenkins! It's Leroy. It's Leroy. Uh, it says, uh, Gina, you have a really sexy voice and brain, and I totally have a crush on you. That's very sweet of you, Paul. Uh, you've just heard my voice. Let me tell you, I what's the phrase? I have a face for radio. So. <laughs> oh, my God. Fuck the, I was just about to say, you haven't even seen the whole package. you got to get some of this shit. <laughs> if, uh, if you go to our Facebook page and look at our Halloween picture, uh, I'm the one in the Rick and Morty picture dressed like Rick. Morty is my sister. Uh, oh, shit. That's what, Don't sell yourself short. Say, I'm the one that looks like she could suck the sorrow off a recent widow. <laughs> and it says, uh, and, 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 <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm overwhelmed with that one. And to you, and to all of you, thanks for doing what you do. I know it can't be easy, but all of us loyal listeners love you for it. P.S. Have you ever thought of changing the opening music to a modified version of Girls on Film by Duran Duran and just saying oh, nerds instead of girls? The Maybe for the karaoke episode. Oh. Yeah, you are, you, are, you are the second person to say that. I've thought about it. <laughs> I have thought about it. No, the, here's the problem. Okay. Inside baseball here. The fucking human <laughs> cock stains that started a Nerds on Film commentary podcast like years after we did use a fucking version of that song on oh. their shitty, shitty, shitty podcast. So like <laughs> we, we can't dumb ourselves down. However, that nonsense. I think it's worth noting that their podcast ended. We're still going. Yeah. Woo! Yeah, their podcast yeah. ended. Hopefully like their lives may have been. We're just hoping. Uh, oh my I think, God. I think, they were like, I think they were like, we're going to do these podcasts. Oh, there's another Nerds on Film, and they've been doing it for no, longer. No, well, no, I also had, one day we'll do more Inside Baseball. I had email correspondence with those fuck sticks, and I was like, hey, hi, we were around before, and they're like, oh, yeah, we saw that, but then we thought maybe we'll be something different, and I was like, what assholes? How about something, if you want to do something different, put a shotgun in your mouth, because we already have this name. Oh, oh my God. I mean, that's fair. Uh, <laughs> I didn't pull the trigger. I said to just put it in their mouth and kind of maybe help reset their fucking priorities. Is this your Christmas wish, Sean? <laughs> this is my. This is the Sean Moriarty Christmas special. If I had one Kill Christmas yourself. wish, <laughs> this is my one Christmas wish. Oh, well, according to Paul, we're better than both them and cereal. Um, so are we more better. 
Guys, you know how you can tell other people that we're awesome? By telling other people that we're awesome. (laughs) Yes. Yes, do. Yes, do the thing. I'm getting this is going to be like a shitty sales job. You, guys, you have to set three appointments a day, and each person you have to tell <laughs> that we're good, okay? I am like slowly but surely getting all my coworkers to listen to this show. Yes. <laughs> Put those fucking Why? M&Ms down. M&Ms I are for have, closers. <laughs> you gotta I'm get... trying so hard to make sure my coworkers don't hear this show. <laughs> I want everybody I love to know this show, but my coworkers, I'm like, please don't listen to this show, because I'm sure I offended most of you at one point. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, how else can people get to know us? Uh, Sean? Well, you can go to that Talk to Us button on our website, nerdonomy.com, and that'll send an email to all of us. Otherwise, you can hit us up on social media. We have a Facebook page. You can send us a message on there, or you can tag us in something. You can also go to Twitter and tag us in a post there or message us there. And Instagram, which, to be honest, we don't look at as much. Thanks, Roxy. Whatever, Roxy's Sean. in charge of the I'm Instagram. <laughs> No, um, you're not. Do or do not, there is no try. A tiny, old, green motherfucker that we all love said that once. <laughs> I guess um, I'm not trying hard. Let's also, I'd like to add to that, by the way, that I checked our P.O. box yesterday, and there was no love. <gasps> None. Our P.O. box, P.O. box uh, 26476, San Jose, California. Um, first time I've ever said anything it. that doesn't tick. Doesn't tick. <laughs> or perish because we've gotten cookies before and they were bad by the time they got to us i so i love snail mail you guys i love letters if y'all want to send me or us a letter that would be awesome so into it we only ask that you let us know um because we don't check it as often just let us know through a quick little comment on facebook or through the page so that we know to check the mailbox and get it and i mean we're desperate at this point not just fans i mean like if there are serial killers out there oh that my god send us coded messages no with a cipher <laughs> I, we could like we let let roxy and i be the detectives and try to solve your murders god, i Please. love you so much for including me in that analogy <laughs> no because i think like you'd be the best at actually figuring this shit out Please. i'd just no, be the guy who's like pouring coffee killer. and all crazy like jake gyllenhaal and yeah. fucking uh, Zodiac. Zodiac yeah. Please. No, Pretty soon, that. NBC yeah. is going to reboot Profiler, and it's going to star Roxy Noberry. I'm fucking into that. Sign so. me the fuck up. Please yeah. do not stencil a Zodiac letter and send it to the P.O. box, because I will freak the yeah, fuck out. Yeah, we actually out. had a little incident where there is a psychopath on the loose for about 24 hours oh, in San yeah. Jose. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was, that was horrific. Yeah, that was really? pretty... He got he, yeah, he got caught. He got caught. Oh, that's yet? awesome! I would have been running around like, "Are you a psychopath? Are you a psychopath?" <laughs> I would have been. They like, had a they had a picture. You didn't have to go up and ask, "Are you a psychopath? Are you a psychopath now?" That's okay. Take your time. <laughs> and I just would have been running out with a picture like, uh, "Oh, wait, you come here." Nope. The, the All right. Zodiac joke in, in Justice League was pretty funny. I just remember oh that. God! He's like, someone sent me a death threat. Oh. <laughs> like, it all back. I love it. Indeed. Bye. Well, nerds, it is that time. So until we meet again, stay nerdy and tune into our next exciting karaoke episode. <laughs> same nerd time, same nerd channel, nerdonomy.com. See ya. Bye. I apologize, Gina, but Gal Gadot, that butt hot. <laughs> and roll credits. And now... 
famous movie quotes you should not say during sex. Yeah, something's definitely bleeding. <laughs> <laughs>